Good morning, good morning, y'all. Let's keep it real with Miss Breaker. And this morning, this lovely morning, during a little bit of traffic as I am on my way to work, I want to talk about my my PD day yesterday. And PD stands for Professional Development Day. And damn, the state trooper is out tonight. I mean, this morning. I say night because it's dark out here this morning. It's a little foggy. Traffic is very heavy on 93. It's annoying. Um, anyways, going back to what I was saying. Um, I wanted to talk to y'all about my professional development day yesterday because it just was something that was... I don't know. I feel like it was something that was thrown at me um, and at others. You know, my other staff members felt the same way. But... For me personally, I just, you know, I don't like talking about things like this, especially when there's not enough diversity to, you know, talk about these things. And then not only that, there's not enough minorities there to integrate with others and be in other groups with other people to have these conversations with. There's probably only, you know, five, there might be six now employees that are now black where I work. And... We were talking about uh, racial identity and how we identify ourselves and what we went through, the stages of going through, trying to fit in, trying to do this, trying to adapt to something and blah, blah, blah. Then I guess the last stage is finally realizing like, you know, we're not separating ourselves. We kind of just learn and educate about this and that. And, you know, I don't know, my boss didn't really do a great job trying to do this. Um, program or I guess not program but this whole thing with everything just didn't feel right for me because one it was one of those situations where it was like you know why is it that you feel like you know you want us to have these conversations but you know my boss any other time if it doesn't have anything to do with racial identity or racial discrimination or anything about racism, she doesn't necessarily, you know, take the time to go all in for it, you know, she makes other people go, you know, do everything and do researches, but when it comes to doing her own type of thing, I guess she's feel more comfortable, but for me, it's like, I've learned so much already in college, but even before college, I've learned so much as a whole because I went and educated myself further rather than just listening to the school books that they teach us in the public schools because if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, let me um, close some of my windows. If you want to get down to the nitty gritty and talk about how school systems don't necessarily educate us enough on racism, they just kind of hop, skip and hop around things to make it seem like slavery wasn't that long. Or they make it seem like, oh, the Jim Crow's weren't that long. And then, oh, well, we have new Jim Crow, new Jim Crow, uh, Crow laws. There we go. Crow, not Crow. I'm sorry. I'm, my mind is all over the place thinking about this because it just bothers me. Because at the end of the day, it's a team effort to talk about these things. You know what I mean? It's not just you know only this and that and then she splits us she lets us decide our grouping so if I'm not really familiar with certain co-workers at my job or I don't really have a you know a, a connection or 
I haven't really interacted with them very much because of work and it's really hard to interact with some of my coworkers because I don't see them on a daily you know I only see the team that I work with on a daily so it's easier to communicate with them and have side conversations while I am at work if I do see them and if I have enough time to actually have a conversation so for me it's like you know what the hell why would you you know why wouldn't you for me if I was a white woman <laughs> a privilege I would have had my staff members of color go in a group together to talk about racial identity because white people do not experience the same racism that we do like white people are so privileged a white person can go into a store and take something off the counter and no one will watch them but let that be a black person going there in the store and take something off the counter they are tackling that motherfucker quicker than anything they're not going to think twice they're going to react so it's like when i had my conversation yesterday with my group i got to know my coworkers a little more personally but me personally i kind of already figured you know i'm working in a white town i'm sure my coworkers that i'm in the group with have not been around enough black people until they went to college and they they have expressed that and they both said that they've educated themselves and they like they you know they don't have any feelings towards anyone and stuff like that and then when I explained to them like oh you know this happened in Quincy this happened downtown Boston this happened in uh, Bridgewater this happened in water Watertown once I start listing fucking towns and they're like oh my god really oh my god really and it's like yes really these are white predominant towns I was living in G-Town in Quincy at one point and G-Town is probably one of the most prejudiced places to fucking live there were minorities there but there weren't that many I was probably one out of eight students that went at the elementary school at the time that I did go there and I was being targeted every fucking day because I was being too smart or I thought I knew everything. They had me sitting in the back of the class with all the black kids. And I had a, my class was big as fucking 46 kids in the classroom. And every fucking class I had, it was only two, you know, two subjects. You had math with another teacher, science with another teacher. Then you did your English and history with one teacher. That's how they split it up. And then all your specials and activities were you know, elsewhere. But when it came to those two classes, I was always in the back. I was always the last to get chosen. I was always in the fucking principal's office. And it just didn't make sense to me why I was getting targeted. I used to tell my mom, like, yo, ma, these people, I'm in the principal's office every day because a student makes some allegations of what I may have said or didn't or didn't do. And they believe them. And I remember going to the principal's office one day and he literally made me take my shoes and socks off and empty my pockets to show him that I didn't have a lighter. All because I shared an experience that we were we were told in the classroom to speak to share an experience. It was closer to the summertime. Share an experience about, you know, your family's traditions that you do during the fourth of July. And I said, Well, me and my family, we light up fireworks, you know, and I'm old enough to do it by myself now, so you know, it's fun being able to play with fireworks and see what they do, the little jumping jacks and blah, blah, blah. And they took 
these little white kids took things to another fucking level and said, oh, Julia's going to light up the school and blow the school up. And the principal just right away listened to them, believed them. And I kept telling him, call my mother. Call my mother if you guys don't believe this is what I do with my family. Oh, you don't travel. You can't travel anywhere. This is exactly how they would treat me. So when people say to me, like, have you ever experienced any racism? Have you ever dealt with da-da-da-da-da? And mind you, I'm only so much year. I'm only so young right now. And the fact that I've seen white signs only, the fact that I've had drinks thrown at me from my own fucking people, Puerto Ricans, the fact that I've had fucking, uh, I've been called a nigger, you know, the fact that I've been harassed by police officers here in Massachusetts, you know, just being black. I don't know what this policeman would have done to me had my friend not came out of her house and said something to me. He kept making me trying to, he kept telling me to get in his car, get in his car. And I'm like, dude, I could have got raped by a police officer. I could have been sex trafficked by a police officer. Boston ain't shit because Boston ain't the best state ever. You know, Boston got some crazy shit that be going on here too. Don't get it twisted. But it was just like to have to go through that at a young age at nine. It's crazy. And like when I think about it and at work and I have these conversations with people, people look at me like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, you experienced that, Miss Breaker. Like, oh, my gosh, I would be so scared. I would be so pacified. Da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, I said, because you guys don't get to experience that. I'm like, your parents, your grandparents are the ones that, you know, I mean, you're you're better. You're a better person when you break out of that mindset. You know what I mean? But it's hard. And then, you know, we were even talking. I'm so glad I'm not the only person that feels this way. But this shit had me so tight. Because let me let me share an experience with y'all real quick. When I was in college, I was a part of the black union, the black student union um, club. Um, and I didn't I joined it because I felt like I didn't have enough I was always, I'm not lying to y'all, I was always the only black kid at my fucking college. Go fucking figures. A school that is diverse and blah, 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 but it's diverse internationally. But there are more white international students than there are black. So, or Asian, you know, or Chinese. So, you know, when you, when you, you know, you go through a lot and you want to figure out a lot. Me, personally, I just wanted to be a part of a club that I felt like I could fit into. Because, you know, I guess I can say that I'm a low-key nerd. I love learning. I, you know, I love doing different things. And for me, when I joined this group, you know, I only joined this group because there was one RA that made it seem really interesting and that it was, you know, it's a powerful thing. Excuse me. It's a powerful movement. You know, we get to do all this stuff. Da, da, da. I was going to the meetings and there was only two of my art. Well, one of my RAs would always, you know, talk to me, greet me. And then there was another RA. I really appreciate her. She was cool peoples. Um, she had family in Boston. So we related and connected that way. Um, so long story short, for the it took maybe four months, not even I was in this I was in this club for a year. And then after a year, I kept saying to myself, I even said to my RA, I said, you know, I don't know if I want to be a part of this club anymore. I feel like I can't relate to anyone because no one really relates to me. No one really communicates with me. Um, There's a few girls and guys here and there that might conversate with me. But 
when it comes to sharing an opinion or saying something, it's kind of like people don't really want to hear what I have to say. And he said, well, you know, come to this meeting, you know, don't leave. We need, we need to all stick together. We're all family. We're all brothers and sisters and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. You know, I don't mind doing that. You know, that's cool or whatever. I'll try to stay, you know, a couple, uh, maybe a little longer and then I'm leaving. Because at the end of the day, I just don't want to keep dealing with this shit with my own people. So long story short, I'm sitting up here and I'm dealing with all these different people. This this time, this is a group of people. This, this was a big, big meeting because it was more of a, have you ever experienced racism in your life? And they opened, you know, the Black Student Union, they didn't necessarily, you know, said, oh, no Asians, no this no that no we we allowed all people and every people to come and join our group but during this time it was something a more of a sensitive topic and people came and people were there to express you know what they've experienced whether it was on campus whether it was back home where they came from or you know whatever city blah 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 and when it came down to me I shared some experiences and I said yeah I've experienced something I said the one thing I've experienced I said in New York I went to an Italian restaurant um, down in the Chelsea market just to grab a soda pop you know I just wanted some soda that was it and I, I told the man like oh just keep it in the can and he insisted on giving it to me with ice and for me personally I didn't really want the ice because one we were walking out and it was cold as it is and, you know, I have to hold that shit in my hand and I just didn't want to do that. So he pours it in the cup, gives it to me with ice. And then I walk away and I start to drink from it. And when I look down at my cup, there was spit in my cup. And I went right fucking back to his restaurant. And I said, you need to take this back and give me my fucking money. I said, for you to spit in my drink is really disrespectful. This is why you don't get fucking business as it is. Because you treat people of color so fucking wrong. Oh, no one's spitting a drink. That's how the that's how the soda pop is. I said, there's no fucking soda pop that has slimy fucking bubbles and a drink like spit. I said, you you gotta be fucking kidding me. I said, give me my money back. I don't want shit. I gave him the food. I gave him the drink. I said, I don't want this. And he said, well, get the fuck away from here, you fucking black person. And that's what he said to me. And I just said, okay. I said, okay, you happy now that you said that, got that off your chest, you've been feeling that way the whole fucking time, you could have politely said you don't serve to me, and I would have politely put your ass on social media to let people know not to come to your business, just as simple as that, yo, as simple as that, and then I shared another experience, that was something that I had experienced in New York, but then when I shared that, yeah, Boston has racism too, and the whole situation with me going somewhere to get something um, checked out, and this white man just didn't said to, said to his secretary, "Oh, who cares about that that dirty thing in there? She can wait all day if she wants. I'm not gonna just go do whatever I want with her. I don't care." And they're talking about something that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to get fixed, and it just sucks because people think that, "Oh, well, up north there's no racism. There's, everybody's kumbaya." No, 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 no. no. Nobody up here is like that. There are people here in Massachusetts that are racist. You know, it depends on what town you fall into and you crawl into and realize like, oh shit, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not welcome here. There are fucking Irish people that don't like black people still to this day. 
I remember telling one of my good friends who's from Ireland, or her family's from Ireland, she's Irish, and I told her, I said, girl, do you know that the parade, they had some Irish men and women out there holding signs, keep black people out of my communities, or all these other little things, and just being so racist towards black folks, and I'm just like, yo, what? I kept saying to myself, yo, what the hell is going on? Y'all still on that wave? Like, come on. Black people and Irish people were getting the most worst treatment ever in Boston back then in the 60s and 80s. Between, well, between the 70s and 80s. You know, it's just so fucked up. Maybe the 60s too. But it's just so fucked up how the history is here and how people fail to realize that racism is every fucking where. The only reason why you see it more and you're more aware of it now is because of technology. The help of technology. How technology can really expose a motherfucker. When I tell you how fucking... I'm happy that we have technology so that we can prove shit. Because we always hear stories and stuff. I had a conversation with my grandmother yesterday about it. And she really enlightened me about a lot of things. She used to say her mom used to tell her... You know, don't be going walking in them woods or them back roads or don't walk in the streets. She used to say, because those white people, they would just snatch you up and lynch you right on the tree. And I used to be like, just for walk, just for walking. We couldn't say nothing to them. We couldn't look at them. I said, this is fucking fearful. And she, she said to me yesterday, she said, you have it so lucky now. And I'm saying to myself, how the fuck is, <laughs> how the fuck? I'm like, you know, I am lucky. That I can't be integrated with white folks and I won't get lynched for talking to one or, you know, and it's crazy as fuck. But it's like I said to my grandmother, I said, I still experience it. And she said, but you will never experience it like I experienced it. She said, and I told her, I said, well, they still lynch people. They lynching people in Texas. They lynching black folks in Alabama. They lynching black folks in Georgia. You know, they, they, they lynching people down south. It's just we don't get to hear about it. Why? Because they're not trying to publicize that. They don't want people to know America's still on that fucking wave. America's still on that wave, people. Wake the fuck up. People are still doing this shit. They're getting away with it. They're just not getting caught yet. So to be able to really think like, okay, this is what it is and this is how it was. It's not that history has changed. It's it's just history has, I mean, our history has formed in a different way to do things but to do things in a different way my, my grandmother said she didn't go to the doctors because back then doctors were testing and doing things to black people and some black people didn't you know never some black people were dying after going to the doctor so they never went to the doctors they had their own medicine remedies you know their her parents had their own medicines from their plants and their vegetables and that shit was just like wow I said to my grandmother I wish I lived back then she's like oh girl you wouldn't have lived back there because you wouldn't have been wanting to pick cotton and pick all these things and go outside she said we always was barefooted on our land we had a big farm you know we had we had acres of you know land of just food vegetables and I'm just like wow like to think like this is how it used to be and it's still this way in a different way that's why it's called the new Jim Crow laws but at the end of the day you gotta be really woke around shit like that you know what I mean like the like I experience racism every day if I allow it to bother me but you know I go into a place of business a restaurant and I want to get food where I work at and I know (laughs) 
I know off the back these white folks don't like me. The fact that motherfuckers is throwing my credit card on the counter and the pencil for me to sign the motherfucking receipt. I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to feed into that negativity. I'm going to always kill with kindness. I always, you know, I'll say, thank you so much. Have a great day. And they'll say it back to me, but they won't look at me while I'm looking at them. So, you know, I experience it, you know, in a different tone, in a different way. But I don't think I'll ever be able to live during the time that my grandmother lived because that's kind of, that's crazy. And then people don't understand how bad the black community is because of the slave mentality that most, that people have. Oh, you got to listen to the white man, can't do this, got to do that. You know, all of that comes from years and years and years and years of breaking down one community. And, you know, I just don't, you know, I hate when other people say, oh, well, this had this happened that and this happened that. And I hate to argue about who's, you know, whose race or whose ethnicity experienced the worst in history. And all I can say is black people, yes. The Holocaust was one of the most organized, um, organized camps that did things horrible to the Jews, but black people had it so much worse because it lasted over 400 years. You know, the fact that my grandparents were born during the 40s is scary because when I listen to their stories and they tell me things, I'm just like, fuck, you went through that? You had to go through all of that? And, you know, when my grandmother said, you know, we didn't really go shopping because we had so much land and we had grew most of our crops you know we didn't really interact with them because we stayed in our own our own communities and stuff like that but it's just you know it's really sad what it comes down to when you realize like this shit still exists this is not happy-go-lucky this ain't the kumbaya this is not the melting pot this is still a a segregated country it's just people pretend that they like you but then they do spiteful fucking things like spitting your drinks spitting your food do little stupid shit like that and you know yeah people are now facing accountability to their fucking races racistness but when it i just you know i can go on and on and on honestly but i don't want to go on and on because i just want to say the logistics of my pd and dealing with that yesterday it made me realize like wow you know they don't talk about this enough you know this is there's too many white people here they don't really know how to relate they can't unless they have black friends or they have friends of color where they can say well my friend experienced this and this helped me understand my whiteness and understand my uh what's it called oh my goodness what's it called my privilege my white privilege that you know I can do this and go do that but they can't necessarily go and do all of this. It still fucking exists, people. This is not just because it's a new modern day. Like, do y'all know Biden and Camilla set things up? I don't even want to get into politics. I said I would never get on policy, get into politics on my podcast. But I just have to say this real quick. This is why I don't like these two motherfuckers. These two people. Camilla has people in California in jail for almost life, if not at least two year, two uh two decades just because of small misdemeanors not fucking felonies so to understand that they're all people of color she has a lot of men 
and some women, but mostly men, in jail. And then Biden has certain laws that are set and stored for, you know, if they're little small misdemeanors, you spend a lot of more jail time. Whether it's for a little bit of weed, whether it's for you having an expired driver's license, anything small, you know what I mean? Small little misdemeanors, if you know what misdemeanors are. But that shit there, you know, it it tells me so much about a person's character. And, you know, after I did my little research on Biden and Camilla, I said to myself, I don't like these two fucking sneakies. These two fucking sneaky ass people. I said they did things and they did things rightfully by corrupting America to think that, oh, they're for all people. No, 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 no. They're not. Camilla ain't do shit for black people in California. She just put them in jail. And Biden, he don't give a fuck about black people because he just rather put them in jail too, setting up laws to make longer sentences for smaller fucking crimes. And that's the thing that I feel like people just, you know, if you understand politician, we don't have control over that shit. It don't matter how many times we vote, how many times we try to do this, or how many times they try to say that, oh, you're a part of this, this is your rights as a citizen, la, 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 la. At the end of the day, I mean, we saw it with Hillary and fucking Trump. Like, we saw it. But, you know, that that's another story another time. But going back to racial identity, you know, after having a conversation, I'm thankful that I was in a group with, uh, it was kind of split half and half. You know, I was with another person of color and there was two other people that were white. And we had a conversation and it was genuine and I felt more connected to my coworkers because I, from listening to what they've said to us, it was clear to me that they didn't think that there was racism in Boston in certain places other than what you read up on. I think it's, uh, oh my gosh, what's the book? There's a book, there's a book that was based in Boston. I forgot what the hell it's called. Oh my God, this is so sad. I normally remember the books and titles of titles and authors. Okay. So do I got to race you or are you going to go like, which is it? Are you turning? Are you going? Are you not going? Okay, you turning. Um, so, sorry for the distraction. I'm driving to work safely. But, you know, people do stuff and I say stuff out loud. Um, so, I forgot what the book is called. But this is bothering me because I normally remember books. Especially books that I enjoyed um, reading. But, ooh, shit. That was a close one. But I had to do it. Um, so anyways, in this book, what time is it? Okay, I'm early. In this book, um, it basically talked about how the Irish was being mistreated and I can't fucking remember the book. This is so, oh, this is so upsetting for me, but it was based on Eastie and how the Irish were being, have, you know, getting the same treatment as black folks during this time. And I think it was during the 60s, if not the 70s. I'm not sure. And it was just crazy, crazy, crazy shit going on. And from my understanding, it seemed like my coworkers only read up on racism in certain places in Boston where it was like, oh, Eastie, uh, the Irish community, that the Italian community, you know, Len, you know, Everett. Certain places like that, they they just only said, well, those are where people experience racism because, I mean, Dorchester's diverse. And I said, well, I grew up in Dorchester, and I had Puerto Ricans throw drinks at me. I've had white people 
um, call me the N-word or you monkeys. I've had it all, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to say that it's only in the cities that I've listed. But I'm sure there's more of it elsewhere in, in Massachusetts. We just don't motherfucking know. But when I tell you that feeling of knowing that you're not wanted and knowing that people don't like you because of your skin, oh, that feeling is not good. I mean, it's still going. And I tell my grandmother, like, I said, I mean, I experienced it too, but I said, I'm thankful and blessed that I don't get to experience the way that you did because the fact that me talking back or me looking at another white person for them to be like, oh, hang her. Let's lynch her on a tree. Get her. She's being disrespectful to us. Let's put him, let's put him in check. That like to be dead on the spot just for looking at a person. That shit is traumatizing as fuck. That shit is not okay. And, you know, when I look back at our history, I'm like, you know, that wasn't that long ago. My grandmother, she just turned 80. And, you know, I'm thankful that my mom didn't have to grow up through that. Because, you know, it's just, it's crazy how in just 10 years, you know, or 20 years, things changed and you know it's 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 something it really is something but that's how my professional development day went and it was just really triggered me what it was something that um really triggered me I'm not sure what the heck just happened sorry for that cut off y'all um But it really bothered me what I was saying, and, you know, it made me feel like we're still kind of going through trying to accept everyone and trying to understand, you know, what one another goes through and whether or not it still exists, I feel like. White people, I feel like certain white people are oblivious or kind of in denial or not necessarily aware of the racism and how it still exists because I feel like because they feel like well I like everyone and I don't have any judgment you know I don't really see it and it's because they don't place themselves around and it still exists and it's just something you have to acknowledge like black people you know still experience that shit but that's all I wanted to share with y'all before I head on to work because you know it was something that was like wow this is you know this is something that really open eyes for me that made me realize like wow you know if this is how only two of my coworkers feel I can only imagine how the rest of them feel you know there might be one or two coworkers that I do have that I know like have black friends but you know and they understand social cues and other things like that and understand what it feels like being around their friends and them experiencing and them speaking up for their friends and I appreciate them because it's hard to speak up to someone who's in the wrong And then, you know, people look at you differently. I understand completely. But that was, you know, an interesting topic that I had the other day for Professional Development Day. I thought I'd share it with y'all because, you know, I didn't realize how much I've dealt with in my time. And I'm only, you know, I'm a 90s baby. So to understand that my mom went through it, my dad went through it. My grandparents went through it. You know, they understood how to walk around, and they walk around. They walked around eggshells with white folks most of their lives up until, you know, 
until things really got easy into the 80s, 90s. But even still, there was still a lot going on that people don't really talk about or acknowledge. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy, you know. It really is crazy. But that's all I wanted to share with y'all this morning. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. It's going to be beautiful today. It's going to be almost freaking 80 degrees today. This is magical. Summertime is coming. This spring weather is crazy. Y'all stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll definitely be coming up with some more stuff. And I want to have some people on here to talk about these things, too, because I want to know what other people experience other than what I experienced in my time. You know, it's it's interesting to see what people go through and how people deal with them during the mo- in the moment and during those times. But um, one love and stay blessed.